together growing in faith changing communities in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit the grace and peace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the communion of the holy spirit be with you always today dear friends i would like us to reflect on the gospel of luke chapter 5 verses 1 to 11 at that time while the people pressed upon jesus to hear the word of god he was standing by the lake of genesaret and as he saw the two boats by the lake but the fishermen and got out of them and were washing their nets getting into one of the boats which was simon's he asked him to put out a little from the land and he sat down and he taught the people from the boat and when he had ceased speaking He said to Simon Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered Master we toiled all night and took nothing but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this they enclosed a great shoal of fish. and as their nets were breaking they begged their partners into the other boat to come to help them and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink but when simon peter saw it he fell down at jesus's knees saying depart from me for i am a sinful man for he was astonished and all that were with him at the catch of fish which they had taken and so also were James and John sons of Zebedee who were partners with Simon and Jesus said to Simon do not be afraid henceforth you will be catching people and when they had brought their boat to the land they left everything and followed him it's a beautiful reading ah uh, i love it the first point i would like to unpack as jesus approached people were pressing upon him he was standing by the lake the two fishermen had gone out of the boats were washing their nets there's something about washing their nets it's after their job they washing the tools they finish the job for the night and so when they had finished the question for me is did they catch anything or not and the answer we know already they did not catch anything i can anticipate sadness disappointment frustration They have nothing to show for the night. 
They've nothing to take home. There's nothing. It's easy for them to, to feel that they have failed. It's easy for them to feel that they've disappointed their families. And Jesus comes exactly at that moment. It's amazing that the author does not tell us about the emotional status of these fishermen. Are they used to failure? How are they dealing with it? I'm amazed that when Jesus approaches Peter, Peter is okay to allow Jesus to use the boat. He doesn't want to say, I want to go home. I don't have time for this. I mean, how many of us will be willing to help someone knowing very well that we have been rejected? Knowing very well that we have failed. Knowing very well that we are just having a bad day. How many of us will not just go and lock ourselves up in the room? How many of us will sit and will be willing to help? How many of us can do that? I'm fascinated by Jesus' attitude. I am redeemed by Peter's willingness to help. Jesus, when he had finished everything, he says to Peter, why don't you go into the dip and lower your nets for a catch? How does Jesus know that Peter did not catch anything? Well, possibly he doesn't see anything in the boat. He didn't find anything on the shore. And possibly he saw and he just knew that it was a terrible night. What makes Jesus think Peter will believe him? Peter does not know Jesus. This is his first time possibly he meets this man. Now, Peter tries and explains to Jesus. He says, we've worked all night and we caught absolutely nothing. It's like, <laughs> thank you for your help, but uh, today is not the day. We just want to go home. <sighs> then he says something powerful. He says, at your word, I will lower the nets. Not because I believe there is a catch, but because you have said so. I don't know what, what tomorrow will bring. Eh? I don't know what the future looks like, but as long as God is part of my tomorrow, I'm okay with it. As long as God does not abandon me, I'm okay with it. As long as God remains with me, I'm okay with it. There's something powerful in that phrase. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to be anxious about anything. As long as God is with me, I'm fine. I 
cannot explain it to you. I don't know how it works. But as long as God is by my side, I'm okay. I don't know how I will be feeling tomorrow. I don't know how I will be feeling next year. But as long as God is part of that, I'm okay. And this, this, this healing in that knowledge. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about my kids. I don't have to worry about my marriage. I don't have to worry about my health. I don't have to worry about many things. As long as God is still there. And that is something that is powerful. He says, at your word, I trust your word. I take you by your word. I take you at your word. When you say, when you speak, I will listen. Can I still be trusted? Can people take me at my word? That if Father T said he will do it, he will do it. If he says he will not do it, he will not do it. Can people trust us? How many of our children struggle with that because we've disappointed them so many times? You know, we said we will phone them. We don't phone. We say we will pick them up. We don't. We said we will go to them to their spots. We don't. We said we will come and spend holidays with them and we don't. It's small things that chip on their ego. Eventually, they learn to accept that, no, mom, dad, they're not coming. And like, why? Because they always say they will do it, but they don't. We get so busy and we think they are not noticing. But they grow up with this disappointment. And they struggle to trust. They struggle to commit. Because they've always been disappointed. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.